G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision Weekly Podcast. A little different this week, Michael, for us. It is. We're going to swap around the order a little bit, aren't we? Yeah, well, we normally do national finals and smash them all out. And we are still definitely going to talk about Sweden and Portugal this morning. But because no national finals were decided and we had four songs released this week, we're going to talk about the song releases. Yeah, we'll get started with those, because obviously they're our songs heading to the competition. And to do it in a fair order, we're going to go chronologically. So the song that was released earliest in the week, we're going to talk about first. So without further ado, shall we get cracking? We should. We definitely should. Well, we should mention we had a misstarter, didn't we? We were supposed to be getting San Marino earlier this week, but not happening. Oh, that's right. She did a yes pause and (laughs) we'll come back in March like... Seven-eighths of the field. (laughs) It's going to be a busy couple of weeks after this one for sure. All right. Well, on Tuesday, I think it was, or Wednesday maybe, we had Cyprus and it was Elena with El Diablo. Well, this caused quite a stir amongst the fandom, Michael. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, didn't this one arrive with a bang? And um, I, personally, I think it's great to see Cyprus almost kind of back to its best. This mm. is a cracking entry. Uh, you know, we've got a great pop song there. You know, obviously, there's a, a kind of a chorus that may be reminiscent of another artist. Shall we, you know, Lady Gaga-esque kind of... Uh, uh, Let's say influenced. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. For me personally, the rest of the song is completely and utterly different and modern. And 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 it really, this song really sticks. I remember listening to it straight away and walking away and being able to sing it. Mm. And in a competition environment, that's exactly what you want. Yeah, I was really impressed with this straight away. It's like, wow, this is great. Good quality, good quality pop song. Bit of a banger there. Four times in nine years now, Cyprus have sent something like this, like a La La Love, Fuego, Replay, and now El Diablo. I always talk about this, that expectations of viewers in Europe, when Cyprus comes on, they now expecting that type of banger song, and they're delivering it this year. And as you said, it's got stickability straight away. Really impressive. I, I really, really do like this. And yes, look... It does It does give me a bit of bad romance meets Alejandro. I was singing Alejandro <laughs> to El Diablo, but it, I don't think it's anywhere near like it sounds like. It just has some influences. That's there. a good thing. It gives people a familiarity as well straight away. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I know this kind of music. I know this kind I of like song. I like this kind of music. Yeah, absolutely. And arguably, Gaga went back to a bit of her early 2010 stuff last year. So I think there's a, that sound is actually uh, working quite well. Yeah, they've also given this song a lot of peaks and troughs as well and really great staging potential here. Particularly, I think, you know, we she doesn't make it to Rotterdam live and we're using the studio performances. Mm. This could be really eye-catching, and she's gorgeous. Obviously, she's using a lot of Head & Shoulders products, and uh, <laughs> great to see the shameless product placement back in Cypress videos. Oh, you've got to love that from Panic Records. It's amazing. And look, I know they do that, and and look, it helps. You, gotta, you know, these things don't pay for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I do think they leave themselves 
opens and not building up a huge streaming um, numbers and YouTube numbers and stuff that can really build momentum behind a song by making people go to their app and listen and yes well done for your downloads no one cares I thought that was a really odd way of doing the release via yeah. your app you're right usually it's that first 48 hours you're gonna get this massive hit of publicity and mm. people wanting to seek out the song and they kind of stifled all that immediately which was very odd yeah I, I just don't think it's the right way to do it but hey look they got their heads and shoulders stuff out there so that <laughs> does help things of course um, any downsides that you can see at this point I mean it's not the most groundbreaking song in the world is it it's, it's <laughs> mm. good solid Swedish pop and um, that's not going to appeal to everyone but I think this has got jury appeal to it somewhat and I think this has got mass public appeal to it if she can get that performance right so I think they're on for a good result here so yeah it'll be interesting to see how this comes across live in some parts of the wording also I mean talking about Swedish stuff just quickly there was um conversations about some influence of the music video Zara Larson oh. stuff used and the Alice mm. is it Chater or Chater yeah. But anyway, look, whatever. Everyone's, I mean, God, look at Dandy Dancer from Melfest. Um, so what? Done. It's not no, a big deal. No. Let's see what she does for She's staging. not being judged on videos. But look, it's, you know, go and have a read about it. It is popcorn worthy, that is for sure. <laughs> All right, moving on to one of the big five nations now with Germany. Um, we were expecting something quirky out of them, and I think we got it. It's Yendrick, and it's I Don't Feel Hate. I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry. You feel so very clever whenever you find another way to wear me down I don't feel hate, I just feel sorry So you can make it with me to think that it'll never make it back to you Cause I don't feel Right, a bit of a Vegemite song amongst the fans <laughs> Some love it, some hate it Where do you sit on this one, Michael? Well, I mean, the red flags were there for me when we were discussing ukuleles. And unfortunately, one has made an appearance. And you know how they make me angry, Dale. Um, look, when it first was released, I probably sat there in horror. <laughs> and I really found the whole thing completely and utterly annoying. Because um, it's not really my kind of music. But in fairness, Dale, over the last couple of days, I've kept trying to listen to it. And there's now been a live performance that he performed at Schlager Champions 2021. Oh my God, I want to watch Schlager Champions. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And and I can see now that this guy has got some real charisma and appeal in his performance. And yep, it's going to be wacky and zany or whatever, you know, and it's going to appeal to perhaps that old school Eurovision viewing audience that watches it because it's, oh, what are the quirky Europeans doing? Well, they're doing Germany at this point. So I think there's some appeal there. It's not for me. I will be right out there like that. Uh, it is definitely not for me, but I can see some merit in it. Yeah, you looked at me when you... I mean, there's no one else in the room when you said <laughs> old school Eurovision thing, but um, I love this. I oh, absolutely love this. Um, there, <laughs> There is so much to like. What I like about it mainly is Germany totally going outside the box here. This is an internal decision um, made from a lot of sort of internal rankings and juries, I think, going on. They have been playing, trying to please everyone and pleasing no one with their mid-range pop. They got lucky in 2018 with one song mm -hmm. and by taking their own LEDs, you know. <laughs> but the other stuff has been good stuff, but it just doesn't, it's not memorable. Perfect life, fine. Sisters, fine. Um, Ghost, okay, you know. Mm. But 
they get nowhere because they sit in the middle of nothing. Yeah. This has got personality and it's got Yendrick's personality and it's fun and it's catchy. It gets in your head like those annoying jingles you hear on the radio. And sometimes you love that and sometimes you hate it. You only need a percentage of people to like this. I don't see a jury love here, but I see a lot of people picking up their phones for this. It's fun. It makes you smile. He's got. He's great. And after COVID and all the crap, we don't want the kind of like let's go and party because we can't even party yet. And <laughs> he's just fun and infectious. And there's a really good message behind this as well. There yeah. is an in-depth message there. I agree with that. I love I, it. I think it's a very interesting song. There's a, a lot of fusion of stuff in there. He's almost got that scar element, that scar rock element that kicks in a kicks couple in, of times. Yeah. It, for me, it's very reminiscent of an Australian band called the Cat Empire. Yeah, yeah. So they were doing this sort of stuff back in the Mm. day type of thing. So, look, I see merit in it. It's not for me. And and he, but he is he's he's a showman and he's charismatic so that's got to count and yeah. and you're in a public vote situation that will count yeah and look I think people can still like Yendrick but not like the song because he's a great character also the one last point on this one Germany early two thousands they did very well with this the Stefan Raab kind of the era. crazy stuff the late yep. stuff in the nineties was a Guido or something they were smashing <laughs> they were smashing it mm. they were, came like fifth this kind of harks back to that doesn't it and that's part of Germany they're mm. weird <laughs> like bless them they are says two Australian blokes talking about Eurovision <laughs> I know yeah. I mean you know takes one to know one so it's fine and I love it alright well that'll be interesting to see where it ends up Very in fans um, scores and also mm. on the night I think more importantly on the night mm-hmm <laughs> Right, well, talking about another country that's might have struggled in recent years, uh, we're going to Ireland, who have won the contest the most times. We've got Leslie Roy again this year, and she released her song on Friday, and it's Maps. We had a lot of discussions about her song last year, quite um, animated ones. Yeah. What do you think about this song this year? Well, my immediate reaction when I heard this was, great, this is really good. I'm glad she has returned with a better song. And I think, you know, that's the challenge for all these returning artists. You've got to come back the rung up. Mm. And she's done that. And I think this this song, I think, really reflects her as a songwriter, from what I can see. Uh, and and that's 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 an authenticity coming through. Great production in this, you know, particularly if you're listening to it through your headphones. It, it's really filled well, and and you can see they spent a bit on this one. Um, there's a lovely build in that chorus as well, which I think is a real hook there for it. Um, yeah, look, there's a lot to like about this. A really, really lot to like. You know, um, I wish perhaps the chorus was a little more memorable because after I did listen to it a couple of times, I walked away and I went, oh, I wonder how Island Song goes again. Totally mm-hmm. kind of enjoyed it for the three minutes, but did it really stick with me afterwards? And that in a competition setting, I think is a bit of a red flag. And the last thing I want to say, I feel the real challenge in this, because I've got the song right, is now the staging and the presentation. Mm. This is where it's going to live and die. How do you make this memorable? She can't be running around the stage, you know, lost in a forest or whatever she was doing. You know, <laughs> so you've got to smarten this up in, mm. a, in a stage way. And, and I think that's where the real challenge lies. Yeah, look, I think this is much better. I agree. Like, this is it's good quality, and it's Ireland really putting in a good effort. And I think they're definitely 
tried hard last year and just missed the mark. And I think they've gone with something that is more of a safer pair of hands. Um, the the one thing, and I think the biggest thing right now is in Ireland is a very similar situation to the UK. They've got to win over the domestic market. You've got to win over Ireland first. Mm-hmm. Like most other countries are going, right, we've got a song, let's go and promote, promo it in Europe and get somewhere. You've got to win some blood back in that country. Mm-hmm. And I think they've got a song and an entry they can be proud of and get behind, yep. which is really, really good. I'm pleased for that. Um, elements of this is quite shepherdy. You know, when the, uh, when the drums come in. I can see that, yes. Um, it does, it's a Scandi Shepherdy song, and I wasn't surprised to see three Swedish writers on the credits for this. Oh. Um, and I think that's also where it comes into something where it's a good quality song, but maybe not super memorable with that stickability, which we see in a lot of Melfest songs. Um, but if this was a Melfest this year, this would be right up towards the top for me of some of the best, better songs. Oh, interesting. So, look, overall, a better quality song, but maybe lacking a stickability that at least story of my life last year had, even though I didn't like it, mm-hmm. it had a stickability. And I think that's just my concern, and it's all going to be about the life. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you're going to line up in a semifinal against, you know, tough, tough semifinal one. You've got to stand out. You're in the top half as well there, Ireland. You know, the, the work's cut out. You've got to be remembered by we get to the end and people want to press that button and vote for you. I think there's some jury in here. Because I think mm, it's a well-written I think song. there is, yeah. But um, it'll be about if they can get that decent tally vote result, which will actually get into the top 10. Definite fighting chance, though, I think. Oh, God, yeah, definitely. They're in our semi. i pl- very pleased for Leslie Roy. She's I, she's so likable. She's so likable. A part of me was, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like everybody in semi-final oh, one's bloody Blood good at this ahead. Yeah, Christ. definitely. Um, can we just quickly talk about her um, late, late show performance? Oh, of course. Um, so she mimed, yeah. and last year she did the live, and it didn't go great. She, we know her, she, she can sing better than that. Stuck her on the roof this year. They did. <laughs> thing I frozen. God, pretty cold out there. <laughs> um, what, what did you think about her doing it? Probably not a, live. Probably a wise decision, particularly if you're going to stick you on the roof and you're not going to be able to produce the vocal you want to, why shoot yourself in the foot? Just yeah. do the playback version, showcase your song, walk away. No one's giving away points yet. You can't win the competition yet, but you can kind of almost lose it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a there's a confidence level there that you can get that false start that she had last year. It was very hard to overcome. Yeah. But there's also an element of me um, that I would have if I was there going, we're going to Eurovision, you're not even going to sing the song live straight up. Mm-hmm. Which make, would make me worried okay. if I was an Irish person really getting behind the song. I would say the same thing for Australia. So we'll wait and see how else will be presented. (laughs) And I will be worried if we don't do it live. Hmm, Fair enough. All right. But yeah, well done, Ireland. Good quality entry. Big thumbs up. All right. Let's move to Slovenia, who this morning had a similar kind of gala to Spain from last week. Maybe not as a long variety show, let's call it. Yes. To release the one song. (laughs) (laughs) And it's Anna Soklet. She's back again this year. And she's back with the song, Amen. Right, Michael, what do you think of this? Oh, 
well, I'm shocked that Anna Soklich releases a ballad. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> Completely as expected, big ballad from Anna Soklich. I mean, you know, we're, it's there to highlight her incredible vocal, and we're going to see probably one of the best vocalists at the competition. Interesting song. Um, didn't perhaps blow me away. Uh, and yeah, I, I just thought it was solid. It, look, there's that obvious gospel choir element in there as well. So taking advantage of using that backing track for uh, backing vocals this year, very smart. All in all, solid. Um, perhaps, again, this needs to probably find another gear for me. Uh, again, semi-final number one, I believe, for her. So um, she's going to really need to pull something out of the bag here to, um, to make this compelling and, and make it get through to that, uh, that grand final. Yeah, it, it, very so- solid. Um, kind of, kind of what I expected mm-hmm. from from Anna. Um, and why not play to your strengths? She's an, she's a, a wonderful singer. Yeah, she had one of the vocal the best vocals last year. Um, and this is a, a way to showcase that vocal is her biggest strength. And to be honest, not many people really are so far out of all the entries we've seen. And I don't expect to get a lot of amazing big vocals mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. Who are smashing it out of the park? Mm-hmm. I think. What's probably missing a little bit compared to last year is even with Vodder, even though 90% of the song was like sleep-inducing, that <laughs> that moment of singing Vodder was really powerful. That was the When you watch that recap of that, mm-hmm. so you saw you're like, wow, amazing. Of course. Yep. The rest yep. of it, no. <laughs> this has a lot of yay. This is actually a lot better. But then where's the moment? Mm-hmm. I don't think it hits the heights of that one kind of <laughs> one note of last yeah. year. But um, there's a lot to work with there. Um, uh, yeah, they, it felt like they had to set the place on fire to set the song on fire. Yeah, I I, I find this was a bit maybe lyrically a little bit of a downer as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, oh, life's so tough. You're going to get beat up and bruised unless I'm like, really? Haven't we had enough? <laughs> But, I mean, you can overcome that. That's that's just me personally. Probably. And it hits a bit of religious overtones. I mean, for a song called Amen, not surprising. Look, that's <laughs> going to work for a lot of people, but it is also going to put people off. There's I think a lot of hallelujahs going on. I feel like that. a lot of people, when it gets to Eurovision, it's like, let's put the politics and let's put the things like religion to a side. Um, and I feel like I'm just a bit like, oh, really? Mm, maybe not for Eurovision. But, hey, a lot of people will like that. True. Okay, we don't really have anything else to say about Slovenia. No. It's I've, fine, though. Yeah, it's, it, it's all very solid. And, and yeah, I'd like to see probably a step up in presentation, um, which which it'll need to be in order for it to stand out, I think. Yeah, true, true. Um, I saw a few people compare it to Proud. I don't think it has the songwriting quality of, mm, of Proud. Not the but you can, you can never rule out a really big um, female vocal at Eurovision. Exactly. Always going to get a jury member's attention if you can sing well. Okay. Well, that those are the songs that have been released for the week. But, hey, we had the national finals this morning. We certainly did. They didn't go away. And uh, where are we off to first, Michael? Well, let's head off to Melody Festival. And they were closing out their semifinals today with semifinal number four. Let's have a quick chat about our co-hosts, Per Anderson and Penilla Walgren. What did you think of them? Dan? Probably the best. So funny. <laughs> that that little thing, the sketch they did. Yes. Absolutely. We were she like... fell through the plinth or whatever. <laughs> set herself on fire. Oh, my God. Honestly, it was it was brilliant. It was hilarious. <laughs> well, well done. So I thought that this whole co-hosting thing with Krista really seems to have found its feet, I think, um, which is great because we've got the last two kind of uh, episodes coming up 
Mm. Let's talk about the songs. Let's talk about our directi finales. First announcement was Eric Sada with Every Minute. What did you think of him, Dale? What was was a performance? Really interesting. I mm. mean, it's the one people are talking about. It's the one creating memes. It's the one everyone has an opinion on, which yeah. I think, like good art, everyone's got an opinion on it and everyone cares about it. I think also because you are slot number seven in semi-final number four, you have an expectation on you far greater than everyone else in the mm. competition. You're the competition closer. You're expected to be possibly one of the real front runners. And I just don't think it was what people were expecting because I was expecting a big power pop dance number thing. Mm. And, you know, this is far more pared back. I think it's interesting in, in its production and its, and its staging, but it just wasn't what I was expecting. That's all. Yeah, look, I mean... Uh... It was. It kind of gave me like white boy Scandi hotline bling, um, <laughs> you know, dancing around in a room as a test cricketer in um, a knitted jumper. In a, a, a knitted pants. jumper, yeah, I mean, real choices there. And I think once, it, and I actually love the aesthetic. I mean, it kept me engaged. There was movement. There was a lot of things going on. Someone came in at the end. And then I, I had to kind of had to listen to it again because I was so kind of like looking at the aesthetic that I had to just kind of go, what was that song again? Mm. Um, it's a bit cringy at times about the lyrics, but it sounds pretty modern. It is a bit catchy. I was singing it afterwards. And from the second listener watch, I was like, actually, I like it. Mm. But I think I might have been in the minority. Fair enough. Fair enough. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. But directive finale for Eric, we'll see him in the final. Mm. Uh, our second directive finale was 2020 winners, The Mummers, with In the Middle. What did you think of this one there, Doug? Uh, very good and very solid. Um, I really like their look. They're just wonderful to see them back there. They're so likable. Um, I don't think it's as strong as Move. Um, we've got that thing about having to compete against themselves. Yep. Um, I like that they paid homage to their outfits at the yeah, start. I thought was, that was brilliant. Very cleverly done. Nicely and done. And it's also a nice way to remind the viewer, oh, you remember these girls? Because mm-hmm. they're all dressed exactly like you remember. And now so. we're bigger in gold, you, yeah. know? you know? Yeah, no, it was, it was very cleverly done, I thought. So, yeah, look, I liked it and I think it's solid. And in a year, I don't see a big standout. It certainly still has a big chance. But I don't think it was, I don't think it's as good as Move and I don't think it has a stickability. I can't actually sing it to you now. Okay, I will concur with every one of those points. Let's talk about the two performers that went to Andre Shanson this morning. We had Ephraim Leo with uh, Best of Me. What did you think of this young man's efforts? I liked the song. It was good, wasn't it? I liked the song. It, it does have a stickability. I mm. do remember it and I enjoyed it and I was glad to see him get through. Um, I think he'll be better for the performance and probably 80% just was, needed to kick he in. He was a little stiff. I just mm. watched it again before. I was like, mm, come on, mate, let loose a little. You know? Yeah. Mm. So he'll probably relax a bit and, and, and pump it out for, for Andre Hansen. Absolutely. So, yeah. Tidy little package that. Uh, and our second to Andre Hansen was Clara Klingenstrom with her song. What did you think of hers? Loved it. Yeah, we loved it. At the time, we were like, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, this is really good. It was just so not Melfest. It was just very simple, simple dress, girl with guitar, sings, I I can't even give you the genre. What would you call it? I still think it's a very Melfest kind of song. Mm. It's almost like a, you know, a Mariette's um, song last one where she walked up and down the stage <laughs> yeah well, she, she, yeah, exactly but she had she, and someone handed her a guitar that everyone could see mm. it, it's kind of a light version of that yeah you know but it, it, you're basically right it was a guitar minimal staging girl sing song I could see that down at Fortitude Valley Music Hall like <laughs> yeah, I could like I mean it, it to me it had an, an indie vibe about it mm. like that's what I guess I'm, it still works at Melfest but it wasn't this polished 
package, even the delivery. Um, I just really liked it. And I was so pleased to see that get through. Absolutely. Likewise, I thought that poor... And she looked like she was facing a firing squad when she was waiting for the results. She, she was like, I'm about to be shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but great to see her get through, which means we had the three songs that didn't get through. Let's quickly touch on them. Coming in last place was our Dance Band Sun X. Can't say I was overly surprised this didn't qualify. I wasn't surprised, but I loved every second of it. It was yeah. great. It was fun. It's dance band. And it's, it's right up my alley. It's quite a modern take on dance band as well, so that was interesting. Uh, Lovard, who performed second, came in six with a power ballad. Never really massive things at Melfest, are they, ballads? Are they? No, you have to be hugely amazing. And it was exactly. very good mm. and probably one of the better songs to finish in seventh place. Um, but I don't think there's been too many bad songs. It's shown yeah. the overall quality has been pretty good. Yeah, and I guess the one that perhaps got a few people talking, the non-qualifier and fifth place went to Tess Merkel, who opened the show, uh, our lady from Alcazar. I'm a bit shocked this didn't get through, to be honest, because it had probably the best staging of the night, I thought. There was a lot of staging elements that worked with this one. I don't particularly think I liked what she was wearing, but apart from that, they obviously put a bit of effort into this one, and then fifth. I thought it was great. I thought it was really, really good. And it wasn't just that kind of like, oh, here's um, someone from Alcazar doing something a bit dated, so here I'm going to like it. I think it had, well, I thought it had broad appeal. Obviously <laughs> not. Um, I just didn't think it was like going for that old school schlager vote yeah. that maybe a Jessica Anderson kind of did something that, you know, mm-hmm. all the gays around 40 would love. Yeah. Um, but this I felt like had something more. And I was really surprised because I thought it was... The, easily the best staging mm-hmm. and probably one of the best packages yeah. I've seen the whole the whole Melfest yeah it was a pr- bit of a shock for her not to get through at least on one either three to the under chance yeah. ever, so that wraps up our semi-finals out mm. of Sweden we've heard all of the 28 songs could you think we can pick a winner yet though no no I can't either <laughs> no, no. I, I, they're, at least they're all out now because mm-hmm. I need to go revisit some of the top dogs yeah. and go, all right, let's put them up against each other and have a listen through. Next week will be the Andres Hansen and we'll be talking about that a little later and the matchups. Indeed. All right, the other um, semi-final that took place this morning was in Portugal, Festival de Cancel. Um, I had the pleasure of covering. It took almost three hours for a semi-final. <laughs> Joyous. And you were explaining how they, they do all the songs first and then just drag it out. Oh, they the drag <laughs> that out. Wow. But look, some really good songs got through here. We'll just go through them pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Neve got through. A lot of fans like this one. The guy with the piano. Mm. Thoughts? Well, he performed to the piano, not the camera, because I didn't didn't look at the the camera once. He was just sat there staring at the keys and singing and just absolute zero performance whatsoever, but a good song. Decent song. It reminds me of You Raise Me Up a little bit. Mm. Um, I I don't get the hype, but hey, Mm. look, it's in English and it's doing well, which is pretty rare in Portugal, so well done him. He's had nice hair. (laughs) Um, Pedro Gonçalves, he got through with Nalv... No, uh, he got through. Um, what do you think of this? <laughs> well, he went the full eighties vibe, didn't he? I'm oh, sorry, nineties. And mm. if you're going to commit to it, like really commit to it, so he complete with that nineties sort of shell suit jacket that he had on, guitar. There was a sax. His dance moves were awful, but um, somehow the whole thing worked, and I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, <laughs> I I think I had that shell suit jacket back in tennis camp in the nineties. Um, I I just loved this song. Um, it was my second favorite. Mm, likewise, did a good job. It was quirky and weird. Um, 
bringing like I don't know who that guy coming out to do sacks like his dad got out of the crowd or something <laughs> I don't think Moldova have anything to worry about yeah. with epic sax guy <laughs> but look I like it it's Portuguese but western mm. so I and I, I, I like that yeah. I, I think there's something there with it it's probably one of my favorites so far likewise all right Joanna got through as well she had that kind of like Kate Bushy Tori Amos mm. chorus I wrote pleasant yeah, it's nice. <laughs> hmm, she did a good job. Uh, tough vocal there. Uh, Euclides with a Voltafas. He got through, sat down the whole way through. Yeah, interesting choice there. I think it's an interesting song, and there's some good sort of R&B elements in it, etc. I don't know if it really gets out of third gear for me, and it all becomes a little bit forgettable, unfortunately. Particularly if you just sat down the entire time. Like, give it a bit, mate. Come on. I know, he's just, it's, it's a bit lazy. Um, even Dami Im got off a plinth at one stage. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think he might have been the fifth of five qualifiers, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one was uh, Carolina with um, her song, The Black and White Performance. Yeah, interesting choice there as well. Nice Portuguese ballad. These always seem to do very well at Festival de Canção. So, you know, not surprising to make the final. I think it'll add something to the final. Though. I think this is a dark horse one to watch. She's got a very modern look. That's mm. what I like. And that's what I found in- interesting that juxtaposition by filming it in black and white because it's not a nostalgic kind of song it's actually quite a modern mm. modern ballad modern take on a bit of an old school yeah, Portuguese but song but she's I certainly got a modern look and a vibe so yeah it was an interesting kind of um, yeah choices they made there yeah one to watch still pretty open I think um, I agree um, Gracielas missed out the song that was our favourite going into it that really early 80s vibe yeah mm. I thought it was presented very well it's one of those songs it's not bells and whistles but I thought that what they did was was very slick and clever and the lighting use and everything was almost like you know very Blanche 2017 or one stage mm. with all the, the lights going so yeah look I thought she did a great job of the song maybe it just wasn't to the viewers uh, taste yeah hard to get that one across live I wish they jumped the production a bit more because mm. her vocals were exposed and there was a very she has to hold a long note for a long time and it mm, didn't quite work I don't no. think unfortunately but I loved the song and I'll be playing that for a long time after mm-hmm. so the final of that is next weekend so looking forward to that one pretty open race um, Caritas and maybe uh, Pedro and Neve seem to be the kind of favourites at the moment, but I think a couple of those female ballads always yeah. won to like, exactly. Portugal. Exactly, always hard to pick in Portugal, so with the locals like there. All right, well, let's start to look at the week ahead, Mark. On as always, it's pretty busy. It's going to be one of the crackers this week. It is, and this is what we know so far. Expect some other announcements, I would say. So we start off Tuesday all the way through to the Saturday. It is the marathon of... San Remo, Italy, it will be an absolute um, feast. Yes, of course, a feast of Italian music like it always is. So good luck to uh, Liv Webster for recovering that one for us. I think she's going to watch every minute of every show, which is a Herculean effort. Yeah, Liv's a big one on San Remo. She's covering every single day. Look on our website and our socials for that one if you want to keep track of what's going on without losing half of your week <laughs> um, then we go to Thursday and we have two songs coming out uh, Yangu Macroy from Netherlands is releasing his song on Thursday as is Natalia Godienko from Moldova with her song Sugar oh. so that's being released on Thursday she uh, d- dealing with Kirkorov again this year is she and worked so well last year who knows well, let's, let's wait and so. see hope what so. the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Saturday, we have a few national finals coming to a conclusion. Eastie Lau for Estonia. The final will be on Sunday morning here in Australia, Saturday in Europe. 
Denmark Melody Grand Prix will also be taking place, the final. Looking forward to that. I'm one of the few people that enjoy the songs. I love that one, the apparently. songs. I know. Yeah, we <laughs> you know. Special relationship with um, Denmark. And Portugal, as we just mentioned, will be having their final as well. As and San Remo will come to that conclusion. And of course, the only other thing happening is Sweden with Andre Hansen. Second yes. chance round. We have the duels, don't we? We do have the duels from all our third and fourth place getters. So our first duel will be Alvaro Estrella. He'll be up against Lil Sister. Ooh. Really interesting one, isn't it? We've got that sort of sanitized um Latin pop, Latin versus... pop versus a bit of uh, a bit of sanitized rock. <laughs> Give me sanitized rock. We need to see some of that. I think I'm leaning towards little sister getting through on that one. Frida Green is up against Paul Ray. I'm kind of going to go with Paul on this one. This Probably year. Paul. We'll say nothing wrong with Frida's song, but uh, I thought Paul was has a good, excellent song actually. The Evers with their song "Rimadama Ding Dong." Oh my God! Of course, <laughs> they're up against uh, Clara Klingenstrom from this morning with her. You know, all the guitar. That's an interesting mix up. Well, what I like about that matchup is that one of those two will make, and yeah, they're that's probably, true. Yeah. you know, they were probably outsiders at the start of the competition. So, well done to the organizers for at least making sure one of those will get through. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. And then the final one will be Clara Hammerstrom with her, was a 10 man outfit, uh-huh. uh, versus Ephraim Leo from this morning. Oh, kind of like two young guns. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Put them up against each other. Both have got something to offer. So, it'll just depend on who the public likes more. I like. Those matchups, yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be a good under Johnson, and that should complete our Melfest lineup. Yes, so again, that's everything we know. We're maybe expecting the Poland song within 24 hours. Mm. We don't know when Australia's coming out. <laughs> Mardi Gras coming out this weekend, and Montaigne's performing, so you never know. It could be before then, mm. um, but we'll have to wait and see. A lot of songs to get through before um, the middle of March. Exactly. So we're only a couple of weeks away from deadline, so there's going to be a rush of songs. Oh, I reckon next week's going to be a busy pod <laughs> and the week after. So get ready for it, everyone. As always, you can follow us at Aussie Vision Net on all our socials and our website as well. Huge thanks to the team again, as always. Kiriakos, Sinovitz, Steve Garner, Ali Collette, Liv Webster, and also Ford Carter. Excellent. Thanks so much for your contributions, guys. All right. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Yeah. Have a great week. See you later.